Johnny. Do you want to go to an ice cream social? Yeah, I'd love to. Great, let's go. All right, welcome to the Ice Cream Social. Sitting across from me, Paul Mattingly. Sitting across from me, none other than Matt Donnelly. You heard it here first, folks. Matt Donnelly is in the studio. Paul Mattingly also in the hizzles. We are in. Uh, we are actually in the dressing room here. We're in the dressing room, which feels like inspired. a studio. It's nice. It feels really nice. It's posh. There's a bathroom. There's, uh, it's, yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah, there's a TV. There's uh, there's Jacob. Yeah, Jacob is here. Woohoo. And Jacob is by like a dressing room mirror. So there's like a really almost like sexual, like over the shoulder look. You guys look good in this mirror. I got to tell you. You know what it feels like? It feels like the Howard Stern setup where there's multiple angles and multiple cameras going on. Yeah. Yeah. So we can look around and see everything. I'll tell you what, because I want to describe something. And I realized that I have my camera on me. So I can just take a picture and tweet it. Take a picture, tweet it up there. Because Paul is sitting below what I would call God's pubes. That's what he is. Paul is recording. Uh, where she's sitting on the dressing room couch, and there's a work of art, some would say. Giant quotes. Quotes bigger than the word art. <laughs> it just looks like God's pubes. Um, so I'll tweet that. That'll be up by the time you actually download this, so that'll be good. It's like uh, paper mache <laughs> with a giant question mark. But it's not paper mache. It's just, I, yeah, whatever. Any explanation for this weird artwork, I would believe, right? Mm-hmm. So if there's an artist who's like, no, I wanted to understand the essence of spirit in the clouds i would bet i would say sure mm-hmm. or if, if it's a kindergarten teacher who's <laughs> like well i picked up the scraps the kids had left after they were making snow angels and uh, i just you know pasted them together at the ends yeah 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 but uh anyways yeah so we're we're still at the inspired theater but in kind of like uh, uh the dressing room but it feels nice in here i turned the air conditioning way down did I'm, you i'm gonna cost him an arm and a leg oh man <laughs> No, it oh, feels man. great. I'm all about the icy cold because cold is comedy. You do. You like you, you you like that rule. Oh, I do. Well, it's true. Yes, because I I can attest from last night it was getting hot in the baobab. <laughs> <laughs> Our show was a little bit of a struggle. And it there. went down a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. I find that it is actually about extremities because I've been some. I've seen some great shows where everyone's just packed in. If it's balls hot, if yeah. it's like everybody's like, oh, we're suffering and we're dying. Right. Yeah. But if just the stage is cooking like a bacon oven and the rest are kind of like. Hmm, yeah, 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 and just kind of like soup, just like nice and warm, like lukewarm. Everyone just really relaxes. It's that puts you to sleep temperature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a temp- temperature where it gets too hot to sleep. Right, but, that's- but in between, it's just like uh, I'm just gonna go to sleep. I remember I uh, briefly lived in the Virgin Islands, and okay, here we go. Uh, Is that legal <laughs> to live in the Virgin Islands when you're not a virgin? <laughs> Thank you. He gets a raise this week. He's on it. At the time, I was like barely not a virgin. I was like barely. Hold on. (laughs) Hold on. We need some definition clarification here. At that time, I was barely not a virgin. So, like, I flipped out at 21 years old and I moved to the Virgin Islands. This (laughs) is a fact. This is, you know, this is the American story. At that time, like, I, yeah, like, like you do. At, at the time, you and Harry, you and Henry Ford, this is the same journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> at twenty-one, escaped to the Virgin Islands. I made all of, I made all of all of people with their anything that referred to their culture. I made them throw it into a, a burning bin. 
<laughs> and have them walk through and come out in, in my Virgin Island employee shirts yeah. to institute a melting pot. That's true. Henry Ford did that. He would hold ceremonies where you would turn in your culture and you would come out in your Ford uniform and be like uniform. Like it was the, it was to illustrate the melting pot that was the American uh, industry of Ford. But unlike a melting pot yeah. where everything becomes combined and congealed into a homogenous yeah. new thing, it was like, Throw away what you believe and become a Ford man. Yes, that was it. That was his definition of melting melting pot. pot. Right. You're mine (laughs) from here on out. Lordy. Yeah, he he had some wild ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. McDonald's carries on this bold tradition. Yeah, like to... (laughs) to, It's it's fun to make fun of Ford for being anti-Jew, right? Is it fun? Oh, man. I'll tell you what. It gets a laugh every time. Is that what you know? What is what Ford, you know? What Ford stands for? What's that? Fix or repair daily. <laughs> I'm just saying, like in any improv show I've ever done, and someone endowed me as Henry Ford, and if I come in and go, no Jews, it gets a huge laugh. <laughs> it just kills. It just kills. Everybody's like, oh yeah, Henry yeah, yeah. Ford. That's right, that guy. In- in- incidentally, I do the same voice and joke for Walt Disney. <laughs> it gets a huge laugh. Now. Just Hooray for Nazis. <laughs> oh, no. That's my soundbite. It, it came back bite. to sound bite you in the ass. Here we go. Hooray for Nazis. <laughs> hooray, hooray, hooray for Nazis. And that's my serious, I'm making a point yeah. no, voice as well. I like That's the, like, I, I like got a point to make. He yeah. grabbed a great, <laughs> the tone on that one is just that so was a good grab. deadpan. That was a good grab. I sound like a horrible person. Um, <laughs> for the so, record, I just want to say I don't know whether or not Henry Ford or Walt Disney were anti-Jew. You don't? No first-hand experience with those certainly guys? certainly like, I. Weren't you hanging out with Ford? Come on. In the Virgin Islands. In the Virgin Islands, me, Henry Ford. Henry Ford, Walt Disney, and I walk into a bar. Okay, here we go. We order uh, coconut drinks. And the bartender says, no Jews! <laughs> But he meant to say no juice because he yeah, had no coconut yeah, juice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No juice. and and uh, but the but but, but they're Henry- like but they, the other two were like this is my kind of place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what the point I'm trying to get to about the pronouns is know. so small. It's so dumb compared to what we're talking. about. I don't about. care. Give me. Go back to it. You went to the Virgin Islands at 21 you after you to, flipped out. Yeah, yeah, I flipped out, and I and I uh, I. Uh, because I, I want to make the smallest points. I don't want to tell the whole Virgin Islands story. But <laughs> no, that's for another the, whole podcast. That, that's a whole a, another eight-week podcast <laughs> of <laughs> I would need Virgin Island I would excursion. need like, to take breaks to play reggae music and uh, and cry. Um, oh, no. But uh, just know, my life sucked. Just know that. And then I just like, and someone's like, Virgin Islands. I was like, I'm going. And I bought a one-way ticket. Me and my buddy both bought one-way tickets, and we moved to the Virgin Islands. And um, What, may I ask, did you take with you on your one-way ticket trip? So, you know, basically just like, because uh, we had CDs then. I remember bringing like a bunch of CDs. <laughs> I still have so many CDs. It's ridiculous. Um, I still few... buy CDs. Do you not buy CDs anymore? I do actually, but everyone looks at me like I'm an ogre for oh, doing my it. My wife, six years my junior, thinks yeah. I'm some kind of idiot Luddite. I'm, she's like, what are you even doing buying a physical disc? And I I'm do like, download the majority of music that I just kind of want to listen to and I do use like you know Spotify and those kind of services because yes. now actually in, in, in talking to um, there's a guy from Yahoo or for, he was formerly on Yahoo Music uh, who came on Penn Sunday School and he talked about how like that actually is the future and, and that will save bands 
that getting paid. Right. I got to hear that episode. That was a good episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's really smart. So like I don't, you know, using those download services now actually is a, is a good thing and it does help artists. Um, but uh, I, I'm, I'm stupid in that I like the experience still. I really like walking to a record store. I like not knowing what I'm going to buy. Right. I like kind of walking around. I like kind of looking through and be well, like, oh, I, I never saw We're it, lucky you know. in this town we have a chain called Zia. Oh, which man. Is, there's a few in, in uh, around. Uh, and they're kind of one of the last indie outlets. They're so good. Honestly, it's like, I, and it's going to sound stupid, but if you come to Vegas and you want to do like, not a typical Vegas thing, man. You got like Zia Records is a good spot. Not a bad way to kill an hour at all. And no, they've got no. great listening stations still. Yeah. Now, once in a while, their headphones are jacked, but yeah. still, you can go and listen to some new music, get a little taste. What's awesome now, though, is they've got, you know, all the little listening stations and the new music and the new the new CDs. So I'll see something and I'll be interested in it. And maybe the headphones aren't working Mm -hmm. or or whatever. And now I can just turn on my phone and look up that artist and boom, I can watch a video for the thing and, and get a taste anyway. Yeah. But it's a great place to start on suggestions. And I myself find that it's important for me to see the album art. Does that work for you too? Yeah, I like I like the, I like the album art. I like the lyrics. I like holding the physical thing. Right. I like I like leaving uh, leaving a CD store with the stuff in my hand. Yeah. And I like kind of figuring out which one I'm going to listen to first. It's a more tactile experience, and it's a more all encompassing experience of what the the message the artist is trying to send. Like my wife makes fun of me because I I will go like oh, I want to go to the to the to the to Z and I either pick up a DVD, sometimes like a season of television. Yep. Uh, on a Blu-ray or DVD, and um, uh, honestly, whatever's cheaper. I don't appreciate Blu-ray. Go ahead, shout at me, bring it. No, 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 no. Well, I've had this argument a lot on Ugly Couch Show, and I just heard, uh, I read a great article about how Blu-ray has pretty much reached its peak of saturation into the market. Uh Uh-huh. So people aren't adopting that technology anymore as far i mean like that's it it's going it's going to digital so fast people didn't anticipate that uh-huh so digital downloads are becoming more dominant and blu-ray has pretty much gotten in as far as it can go now it has a little bit of an extra oomph with some of the video game console stuff yeah but not much and it's but it's transitioning into all downloads so quick they didn't anticipate it and ultimately what i had assumed previously is bearing out to be correct DVDs became so entrenched, and it was, you know, a decade plus of the dominant media format for film. DVD will probably outlast Blu-ray in the Oh, end. interesting. Because there are so many devices out there that still play DVDs, fewer that play Blu-ray. Now, the up-and-coming Blu-rays will also play your DVDs, too, so that's the thing. Mm-hmm. So by supporting that backwards technology, eventually, DVDs will outlast Blu-rays, in a way. It's all going to break down eventually, all that physical media will rot and you know fall apart years down the line. But Blu-ray has kind of reached its saturation point. That's did what you, I'm understanding. Did you read that Nintendo article I forwarded you? Uh, yes, I knew a lot of that. You did know a lot of that, but that but that's because I have Game Over, which was the first Nintendo history book. Oh, okay, this yeah, is a, yeah. new, a newly vamped up one with some more information. In the last 15 years, or yeah, so. new books coming out on the history, kind of a console, video games, whatever. But Nintendo's history is fascinating. It truly is. I did not, not realize. So they like they were initially like just made uh, gambling uh, cards, Hanafuda, like, Hanafuda cards. That yeah, was especially cards. Mm-hmm. So like the whole Nintendo family was just into making cards because they were legalizing gaming in Japan, mm-hmm. right? Uh, yeah, it, they had legalized it six years previous, I guess, before Nintendo. Uh, the Yamauchi family really is the ones who started it, um, 
and the last Yamauchi just passed last year. Okay. Uh, or maybe even early this year. Um, the amount of failure that went into Nintendo before it hit is unbelievable. Well, the amount of near misses and the crazy stuff that went on during the whole or- origins of the video game market. For the, right. For the, for I mean, the, the, it was all the about like the console. actual physical big games, the games that you play in bars and restaurants and stuff like that. Like right. that was the market. And so, like, Arcade was the to, market. To get into video games meant that, like to just you'd have to like to have like inventory meant you had to have a gigantic warehouse. And that was it. Of they, shippable, assemblable stuff. They had the pipeline into the markets. That was why they went to video games. But even that, that was the thing. So like they failed their first four console games. It was like space time, space travel, yep. space uh, over there. Well, their biggest space behind you. their biggest failure to that point was radar scope. So Radar right. Scope was their big game that they put into cabinets and they made, you know, thousands of these Radar Scope cabinets. And they thought this is going to be it. It was testing well. This is going to this is going to take off. And they got it into some western markets and people were like nothing. nothing. Okay. So I'm going somewhere with this, but go ahead and finish it out cuz So then what happened was, of course, uh they got a guy, a young dude who was working in the company at the time. Uh uh, oh, oh my God, Miyamoto! So he's the oh, genius. Oh, Miyamoto! So, <laughs> he just yeah, this oh, Miyamoto! Oh, you put, uh, you put your hand in your head and everything. It was very kung fu movie, right? So Miyamoto, who is the oh, Miyamoto, the Nintendo genius. He yes. is. He is the reason for the great success of this company. He is behind everything that you love about Nintendo. So Miyamoto was charged to make this work. So what he did was he retrofit, went back and fixed the radar scope games. Uh, originally, they were going to become. Popeye themed. Mm-hmm. They were going to be a video game about Popeye, but they didn't quite have the licensing rights squared away yet. Yeah, with uh, Universal Pictures, I believe right. it was. So they went ahead and did Donkey Kong. He made Donkey Kong. And the reason it's called Donkey Kong, a lot of people think it was like some kind of Japanese misspelling, like it was Monkey Kong, and they just didn't know what's going on. But no, he had looked up on in a dictionary. He wanted to find something that meant like stubborn ape. That's what he wanted, and so he got Donkey Kong. That's what Donkey Kong's about. He wanted Stubborn Ape, and so he got Donkey Kong. Uh, but Donkey Kong was, all the radar scope machines got reprogrammed, rebranded on the sides, new new uh, artwork, uh-huh. and boom. And that thing was huge. Donkey Kong still. Donkey Kong is still huge. Still huge. Still competitively played. Have you seen King of Kong? Absolutely. That's fucking insane. Such a good movie. That documentary is insane. People are obsessed with that game to this day. Donkey Kong, a huge one, I hit. They got sued by the by the people who owned King Kong yep. and didn't win. No, this was a big a big turn. This was a big turn for their fortune. So Nintendo, uh, the word means leave luck to heaven. It's three Japanese characters right. combined. Leave luck to heaven. Nintendo. Uh, so um, the, oh, I've been saying it wrong this whole time. <laughs> Go ahead. So so when I'm playing Nintendo. Nintendo. Uh, Thank you very much. Buying a Wii so that means, system. That means so what happened was I can always say that in a toast. Then Nintendo. Yeah, yeah sure. It could be yeah. it. leave luck to heaven. Leave luck to heaven. Everybody, like, hey, everybody. Thanks for being here. Nintendo. <laughs> and people be like, well, what's wrong with you? Like, uh, thank you, uh, Sega Genesis. What happened in the Virgin Islands? <laughs> I'll get what to it. Happened? Oh, okay, it's no, so no. boring. No, so, I'm, I'm going to shut out even more. Don't even talk Such about a bad it. point. Cares. So boring. So the Universal went after them. Yeah. For Donkey Kong trying to get a King Kong thing. But one of their lawyers, mm-hmm. uh, whose last name was Kirby, mm-hmm. uh, went in, did the research, and found that, in fact, they had let that uh, that whole trademark slip into 
the property of uh, public domain. Public domain. Exactly. And it had actually gone into public domain in a previous trial. So the whole trial got thrown out, saved them millions. They won millions in countersuit uh, rewards for, Mm -hmm. you know, from Universal. And that gave their, you know, gave them a big cash place to to work from. And that's why, that's why, that's what Kirby is named after. The the Nintendo character Kirby, the little pink ball. He's named after that lawyer who won them that big case. Oh, that's hilarious. That is really funny. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of fascinating things in an article I read on Grantland.com, which is actually like might as well be where you and I meet. It's 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 sports and like entertainment blogging. Interesting. Uh, Grantland.com, and and they had the history, brief history of Nintendo as a, from a chapter of a new book that's coming out. They brought in some guy, an American who was run a successful food chain, but had run into a, like a meat uh, tainting scandal, and so his whole restaurant was crumbling. And so they just brought him over there, even though he said I had no business doing it. He was really good at running. Um, uh, distribution and understanding yeah. the American marketplace. So it's actually some guy who got crushed by a tainted meat scandal came in and, and, and got NES uh, Nintendo in every household. <laughs> He's the one that helped push their original jump into the uh, New York market, right? Yes. Yeah, so that was their big thing. They got they got stuff in that it's like everything at once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And but here's the thing, Paul. I'm going to back you up, right? Back because, me up. Because we talked about on uh, on this podcast before about the big Atari um, uh, ET games, right? Right. So here's the thing: I'm reading this article, and I realize they're saying that like they put out all of these cabinet uh, arcade consoles for bars and restaurants and, and arcades, the big stand-up machines, right? And and it was a failed game that was in those machines. Mm-hmm. So Donkey Kong was this thing that they could easily send where they could keep the cabinets, repaint them and put in the Donkey Kong program and they already had Donkey Kong distributed. That was their big move. Yeah. Right. That means there's a certain amount of Donkey Kong cabinets out there that have another game painted underneath the console. That is true. They got to be worth a ton of dough. The converted radar scope ones. Yeah, I, I, I guess I guess they're, I'm sure they're worth. More I to guess a, I, we're sitting on a gold mine. I'm sure they're worth more to a collector. Yes, absolutely. For 20 years, I can do a documentary about hunting down ET in a landfill. Certainly, we can try to try to find these Donkey Kong cabinets. But the thing is, Radar Scope has no intrinsic value. Nobody right. has good memories of that game. Right. Nobody would ever desecrate a retrofit Donkey Kong machine to reveal the treasured radar scope below. But you know, like, what about those famous paintings where there's like a, where they find out there's like a painting underneath that painting? Yeah, I mean, it might be fun to X-ray it or open it up and see. Oh, look, there's where they did the switcheroo with, yeah. the, uh, with, the, with the cards. Sure, no, there's because a, there's a finite number on those cabinets. You're right. Yeah, I win. You heard it here, Jacob. Right, I won. I want a nerd you argument. Won what? Oh yeah, I won. Yeah, totally. That's that's one to seventy-eight. All right. Thank you, Jacob, for keeping score. <laughs> the duck hunt dog just gave you some shit. Oh, is that the duck hunt dog? Yep. Oh, that's good stuff. Um, another Nintendo gem. Oh man, love. But yeah, duck Shigeru hunt. Miyamoto then went on to make everything that is great about Nintendo. Turned you know the hero of uh, of Donkey Kong into Mario. Yeah. Mario, you know where his name came from? No. So while this was all going on during these early days of Nintendo, while I, they I were, thought it all, I always just thought it came from the movie. Nope. Exactly like <laughs> <laughs> exactly like what you were saying. Um, they needed all this infrastructure and these uh, warehouses to store all this stuff. Yeah. And one of the main warehouses that they had in the states, there was this landlord named Mario Sigali. Who was at, who just happened to have a mustache, a little squat Italian dude, and he looked uncannily like Jumpman, who was the hero of of Donkey Kong. Which initially Miyamoto had planned to name that guy Mister Video. 
uh-huh. and putting and make him the star of a lot of different games because he was very yeah, yeah. yeah the simple design. But uh, he looks so much like Mario Sigali that they all went, "That's Mario." That's funny, and that's how he got his name. It's like, Hello, it's me, Mario. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, Jacob, that's, I just want to say that we do no pre-shows. So the fact that Jacob has, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Is awesome. That is the voice. That is the voice planning of this show. That is the voice of Charles Martinet, who has been the voice of Mario for decades now. Oh man. And he does a couple other Nintendo characters as well. (laughs) It's me, Mario. (laughs) That's for a game 40 years from now. That sounds a little more like Wario. <laughs> but also, as you're uncovering all these mysteries of where these names come from, we're finding out that Nintendo is pretty much the most uncreative company ever. <laughs> they just point to the guy in front of them and be like, yeah, uh, that guy, Kirby, is a lawyer. Yeah, name it Kirby. That guy looks like Mario. He's Mario. <laughs> Leave luck to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> you're so in. You're so in. I'm in, book. dude. I love you're it. In. You're in to leave luck to heaven. I'm on Nintendo. I'm fine with it, too. I'll tell you where I could use some luck. It's with my car. What happened? I was driving... First of all, what kind of car? Okay. It's important that everyone knows that this is a 2012 Hyundai Sonata. 2012 and you're having troubles? Exactly. What? Put a lot of research in. Talked to a lot of my car friends. It's a used ride? No, it's a, it's a, it's a new Brought ride. Brought it off the lot? Brought it off the lot. What? My first like brand new car. I wanted to be like a real adult and I got like a new car. And a Hyundai. A Hyundai, which was supposed to have a great record. Great, 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 uh, great cars. Maybe you got confused with Honda. No, Honda's good also. In truth, here's what happened. Hyundai used to be an okay brand. Mm-hmm. Daewoo, which which uh, as a name and culture did not take off in the United States, not actually runs a really good factory. And so Daewoo bought Hyundai and a third car uh, company and took over all their factories and redid all of their cars. I see. And with that came great ratings, great performance ratings, great you know highly rated factory parts, all that whole thing. So... Uh, I'm on my way to L.A. to see the Apple Sisters. The Apple Sisters variety show. Um, And uh, uh, I have to be diverted because uh, there's a a bridge on fire in Hesperia, California. Holy shit. Entire bridge just burning over the highway. And this Um, was a concrete bridge, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. A concrete bridge just on fire. Yep. And what the and, hell? And it's Death Valley, you know. It's like 100, 100 degrees during the day and stuff like what that. What happened so just, to this bridge? I, they just they, they, something uh, something caught a small amount called fire, and it was um it was just they were building this bridge. It wasn't fully built, and so it was just wood and rebar. Oh yeah, look up the pictures. It's intense. It's really crazy. And I'll cars was initially on fire. Cars just keep driving through, and then finally the rebar starts to collapse and come down on the road. Which backs up traffic to a crazy amount, which sends me, because I've gone to L.A. so many fucking times that I... You've been uh, over this bridge many times before. I've been under this bridge many times before. Oh. And um, and so I... Because uh, the bridge wasn't done being built. It was being built over the highway. I see now. So it's just like a wreath of fire on this highway. <laughs> so, I drove through a burning <laughs> wreath of fire on my way to L.A. I almost caught my tire. <laughs> And it would burn, burn, burn. My uh, car is on fire. My car's on fire. <laughs> I best retire. So I uh, am taking all these crazy ads. Like the desert just has roads for no reason. You know, like there's just well, a you whole think bunch no, of nothing. You think no reason. Yeah. It's some crazy coot in the back <laughs> yeah. 20 miles out there like, so, woohoo. So my GPS is taking me through these crazy ass roads. Oh, Jesus. And I'm trying to get to Los Angeles uh, to... Uh, basically, like I sent my wife and kid ahead of time, but I have all the kids' stuff in my car. So if my kid is to sleep and not be a horror, uh, it is not be my, a what a horror. 
and within within the household. <laughs> if someone wants to get this demon to rest, he must need. He needs his Am toys, his noise machines, his back and play. A little bit of a, a, a Princess and the Pea situation yeah, here? Yeah, very Princess and the Pea. <laughs> Anyone with a baby will tell you that. It's Rather all Princess particular and the about... Yeah, when you, when you, you travel, once, once, once you get the kid, yeah, once you have a set pattern, you get the kid in a new pattern. Anywhere new, it's not like, having it. it. No it. way. Sure. No way. Um, and so uh, they're, they're already there, but I have all this stuff. And then I, <laughs> I'm driving up this highway that I've never driven on before. And I'm about uh, 45 minutes to an hour out of Burbank, California, mm-hmm. uh, where my in-laws live. And uh, there's just this rattling that happens within the car. Um, now, could this have been a rattle? Yeah. At first I thought it was like, oh, it's just a rattle. Okay. Because you, you're Cause I've, I got like my kids' toys. Stuff, I got yeah. my kids' toys. <laughs> that's, that's my kids' rattle. Um, and then I thought it was a rattlesnake. Even then, I'm willing to push it. <laughs> I'm willing to keep I'm going. I'm going to drive through even with the thought that there's a rattlesnake in my car. He's like, there's, there's a tickling on my collar. It might be a snake <laughs> wrapping on my neck. I don't care. I got to get I got to get I'm I got to set through. up. I got to set up this pack and play. So, oh my God, that's dedication. Um, and so I'm hearing this rattling, and suddenly I'm not going uh, 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 fast anymore. My car is decelerating without me decelerating it. And then I uh, pull over to the side of the road, and it makes this violent noise, and then stops dead completely. Oh. And then I, I, I get out my AAA card, and I call AAA, and they oh, say, At least you had signal. Yeah, 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 yeah. And also, there's a lot of lucky things. My family was in the car. Um, this was towards the evening, so like it was a hundred during the day. Right. So, so broken down near the, the fire, I would have been dead. The sun right. was going down. I was it was I was on the side of the road by myself. Had cell phone signal. Uh, they say, "Where are you?" And I say, "I have no idea. <laughs> I've never driven this way before. I was using GPS, but I don't know like what the, the town is. I'm just following the things. I have no idea where I am." And they're like, "Well, we we will gladly send someone to you if you can find out where you are." <laughs> so I get up my Google Maps. I drop a pin to an address that's next to the highway, and then I get the name of the highway, and I call back, and I'm like, "If you can tell the talk truck driver to go to this residential address, just know that there's a highway right there." And I'm on the highway near this residential address. That was what I had to explain to them and later the tow truck driver. That's great. Now, here's the thing. I actually have enjoyed my Hyundai Sonata. You know, up until that point, it was a good working car. So, like, if you... This is your first big problem. It's my first big problem. First problem, period? Uh, no. A little small things here and there that they've taken care of. But that's what I'm saying. Like, if you don't... If you, aside from engines and customer service, Hyundai is a great company. And it's really good. Aside from engines, yeah. Like and if you don't want to ever talk to someone about anything. Now wait, I'm really, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Engines a big part of the car thing. Sure. I mean, I'm a wheels guy myself, I, and well, and my car still had four wheels, so I was pretty pumped. I was pretty psyched. Well, I know you installed that whole Fred Flintstone removable floorboard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're like, well, if it ever comes to this, I'm just putting down the foots. And that's what I told AAA. I'm willing to foot this. All the way to Burbank. Okay. Good luck, Fred. <laughs> Go ahead. Put your put your pull in the opposite show. Put those Sarah! feet down. <laughs> <laughs> Get a giant brontosaurus steak and eat it with my tablecloth tucked into my shirt. <laughs> Crashes through the windshield. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people ask me if I'm attached to my beard, and the answer is yes, because when I shave it, people tell me I look like Fred Flintstone. <laughs> True fact. True. 
fact. Um, At least they don't say Betty Rubble. No, it's one of those things where like Hyundai's just gotten so popular. So like like when things get super popular and they grow, they just things don't keep their quality, right? So like the 2012 Sonatas were just one of the most in demand cars there was. They're just making so them. They made so and many right so fast that I don't think they make quality. And the other so thing about it, there's probably like a Chinese baby's hand in that engine somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Just yeah. yeah. Just the things went so quick at the factory. And think about how much that it's hand like... is worth, Paul. <laughs> think about like how many Hyundai engines are there and how many have a hand in them. We're going to be rich. I, I, I'm going to grab that hand. Oh, my son has a hand in the building your car. <laughs> oh, really? He works in the factory? No, he lose a hand during construction of a car. He has a hand actually in an engine. <laughs> he only four. His, his hands made this engine. Nope. It's in there. Oh, when it closes, oh, like his spirit. His nope. spirit is in the no, car. No, they close the door with a seal welding on the side, and it quit, quit out go the hand. It's a small hand. He only four. Thank you for your service, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and no, they've gotten so popular that you can't call like like you can't call them like everything when you deal with like everyone just like every when anything goes wrong, especially because now like I, I my car broke down three hours and change from where I where where everything I know is you know and so like every time you have to call anyone on the phone they just want to get off the phone with you as fast as possible you know like they just tell you anything to get off the phone everyone every aspect of this that I've been dealing with this not one person not one thing has gone smoothly not one <laughs> person has been like oh sure they even threatened not to replace the engine because they were trying to find like a gap in my oil change records and I just paid 800 bucks for service for like a 60,000 mile service and gotten mm -hmm. everything done and fixed and paid for all these things to get fixed. I was like, right. it didn't pop up when I just paid 800 bucks for service. <laughs> no one said like, oh, you know, this engine's about to tank. Yeah. So. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, you got a hand in there. <laughs> and I was like, you know, there's a baby. I know, I know, I know my that... money. I know the whole no, world no, gets to no, put no, no, together no, no, a no. hand you, you and we got, all have a no, hand. No, no, no. There's a, there's a, there's an infant's fist. Stuck in your engine. The, the I think there's something wrong in the translation no, of some no, no, expression no, 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 you're no, trying no, to No, 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 no. One of the pistons, clearly, right. if you look at it just right, there's yeah. some fingers. Mm -hmm. There's a hand in your engine. Okay. It's a young And the rest of the day to hand. you, sir. Oh, all right. <laughs> We're sending him out. What? Did you tell him about the hand? I told him about the hand. He didn't get it. He thought it was metaphorical. Uh, what? Oh, boy. I should never have been a mechanic. I called the guy back in <laughs> Vegas. I called the guy back in Vegas and I was like, can you help me with this? Yes. I was like, what are the odds that you're going to help me with this by the end of the day? I said that to him straight up. Zilch. And he goes, oh, we t I would say like 90% I'm going to call you back, sir. It's something that, that's uh, very important to us and we will take care of this. We'll, we'll get on it right away. You know, trying to get the warranty cleared. And I said, if you don't call me back today, I'm going to be in your office first thing in the morning. Cut to next morning, me walking in. Ben! Or whatever his name was. Welchie. <laughs> he goes, uh, he goes, uh, yeah, they go, Matt Donnelly. He goes, right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you cock wallet. <laughs> and oh. he opens up and spills tons of cocks. Because he's a cock wallet. <laughs> I had to sit there and then, yeah, it was a whole mess. That Everything was like me saying, no, I'm not going to leave. No, you need to talk to someone. No, I need this. I'm not walking out of here without this. To like six different locations to get this going, and I'm still driving around a rental car. I don't. The car is not fixed. They don't know when they're going to have an engine. <laughs> they're like, 
It's hard to find one without gonna, a baby's hand in it. <laughs> they're literally like, yeah, we'll replace the engine. We just don't know where it is or where it's coming from. But as soon as we do, you'll get your engine. And I was like, yeah, you're a car company. Why would you have one of those lying around? And uh, Well, I don't... I- <laughs> No, like I understand that they need time to get it shipped from where it was. I don't expect every dealership to have engines lying around. Unless That'd be scarier if that were the truth. Oh, yeah, we got tons of engines. They go all the time. Right. <laughs> but when they just don't know. and then um, so I'm, and uh, then, Well, now, we can get your car back to you. Would it be okay if it doesn't get over 35 miles an hour? Because what we're doing, we're going to replace it with an air conditioner engine, basically. <laughs> it's an air conditioner. Now, now the on the plus side... It's going to be cool as a cucumber because not only does this thing run as an air conditioner, but it also runs as an air conditioner. Speaking of air conditioner, I used to live in the Virgin Islands. And um, <laughs> if you don't tie in air conditioner to this, I'm calling crazy bullshit. Do they even use air conditioners in the Virgin Islands? Fuck no, they don't. Right. They no, just they open don't. the windows. Yeah. Let the breeze come. Yeah, yeah, Here yeah. we go. Ah, it feels so good. <laughs> <laughs> so when you sleep there, like it's just in like it's mosquitoes just in a, is eating my face. You just sleep in a dog's mouth, yeah, with mosquitoes <laughs> in your face. So like gross. you're just sleeping in wet cloud of stuff. Ugh. Like it's just gross. And when you, and you live there, like you have to learn to like. Did always you have spread. any clue what was going on with these kinds of situations before you just jumped on a plane? I literally had a one piece of paper where I wrote down the the cook I'd worked with at the restaurant in Red Bank, New Jersey, Ash's Cigar Club and Steakhouse. Where I was a very depressed assistant manager. Um, uh, this cook, his dad ran a bar. He said he could probably get me a job if I went down there. Probably was enough for me to pack up all of my things and travel one way to the Virgin Islands. <laughs> there was some really awkwardly drawn map on the one side. Oh my god! Oh, I should find this piece of paper. Oh I should find. This, I should get this up on our website. But Dude, I, I biography moved with. Oh, I moved with knowing basically nothing, and then I arrived. Like, I grew up in the Jersey Shore, so they said, just you know, if you go there too early, it's off-season. You know, seasons pick up till October. I moved down there on um, September uh, 12th, 2000. Um, and so, uh, 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 I go there, like, oh, it's off-season. Like, I, I, around the Jersey Shore, things slow down and, and, you know, staff goes down, but everything's still going, you know? And so, I went down there, and, I mean, it's boarded up. Like, nothing is open. There's, like, two things open. It's not off-season. Yeah, off-season like is, like, gone season. Yeah, everyone just goes. Everyone, August and September, everyone just leaves <laughs> the islands, because it's, hurric- it's hurricane season. Oh, it's season. hurricane season. It's hurricane season. Oh, that's season. why everything's boarded up, of course. Yeah, yeah, it's hurricane season, and uh, towards the end of August into September, like, everyone's done their summer vacations, or everyone's gone somewhere nice, and also, just in general, the summertime is where you can go to a lot of places besides the Virgin Islands. The most popular time to go to the islands is when it's cold everywhere else. Do they even have flights in that often during hurricane season less so but no i mean there's still some tourism um and mostly because st john you you, there is no airport you go to st thomas and so st thomas is much bigger has a lot more going on so you can still get to the virgin Islands. i spent a little bit of time in st thomas yeah during my last boat cruise uh Uh, what was cool about that was that was every other week we'd stop at st thomas and since it was a u.s port i could actually get signal and call my wife for a second time in a week. <laughs> oh, God. So it was really cool. Oh, I actually man. got a, a second hour of talking with my wife. Cruise ships just sound like torture. They can be rough. When you're a married like... dude, if you're a single guy yeah. looking to get some hootie hoo, man, yeah. what a day that would be. But no. Well, that's. I wish that's where the story was going, the Virgin Islands. But um, nope. It's about so you're sleeping in a dog's mouth. You're sleeping in a dog's mouth. And you get used to it. That's the weirdest thing. So like my buddy Greg, who lives down there, like when, when, I, when I would go back and visit, 
we'd be in these like these tent cottages at Maho Bay camps is where I worked because I couldn't get a job at that bar. That bar that I was supposed to get a job at didn't happen. I ended up as a housekeeper at Maho Bay camps because they gave you a place to stay and two meals. So even if I made no money, I was you could survive. Sleep and eat. I could sleep and eat. <laughs> so I'm a housekeeper. I'm working with like three West Indian ladies. What's the translation for Maho Bay? Uh, Maho Bay is a uh, 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 trap of suckers. I think. <laughs> trap of suckers, I think, is, is what it translates to. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so <I'm> <laughs> so when I go back to visit my whole big camps, my buddy Greg sleeps like eight blankets. It's like 80 degrees, you know, at night. And this it's is humid. a secret. And, and, and like he is just there. And so I, when you live there, you get used to it. But whenever I go back and visit, like I literally like 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 a, like a, like a, like a, like a, a nicely censored painting, I would put like this sheet about my dick, like just over it. And then fall asleep. Lightly in a draped sweaty, over one arm. Yeah, like yeah, and just and just and just sleep like a wet, sweaty mess when I go back and visit. And yet, I'd hate that. Like I, my body was once used to it down there, and then does not stay used to it. At Eight all. blankets. Now was that part of the just like to ward off bugs and stuff too, or just part of it is that like definitely you end up doing the sheet thing, a very thin sheet thing, because even when you're hot, is because bugs will will land on you, and so you want to get that out of there. And when you live down there, you want to like you want to like. Did you have a mosquito tent around your bed? Uh, not a tent, but the, the whole tent was basically a screen. It's like a screen cottage. Got it. So picture like more like a log cabin made of screens and plastic. Instead Are you of kidding me? Woods. So no, like just straight up, you're visible to everybody. Pretty much, yeah, yeah, yeah. And no I was walls. in my twenties, and like everyone's a hippie, and we're all living in this like commune camp. So like, yeah, like we don't care. Right. Yeah, sounds nice. <laughs> I gotta tell you, aside from sleeping, it's the greatest thing ever. <laughs> It actually was the best time of my life. A lot of fun. And and like I said, I arrived nearly a virgin. <laughs> and by the time you were out of what's what's the place? Oh called? man. It Moe, hurt Moe. it hurt to pee when I left. No. Um <laughs> sign of good loving. No, uh uh uh, uh, uh it was it was a uh, it was Maho Bay in the Virgin Maho. Islands. Oh, so the And I was a twenty one the hoe was the part the ho, of the yeah, yeah, yeah. I was the, I, I became I I was I was my hoe. I found my I, was, my, I found my inner hoe. My inner hoe. Nintendo my leave, inner hoe. Leave, leave fuck to heaven. <laughs> leave leave my junk to whoever wants it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth. Like you know, like you go down there as a tourist, and everyone tries to like pick up on people in bars, and it's like, it's like so kind of crazy. But like when you live down there, I mean, women don't go down there to not get laid, right? They go down there to get laid, yeah. And if you're there, you're a swing. I was dick, a little, yeah. And there a, it is. I was a 21 year old housekeeping piece of ass down there. Mm-hmm. I was divorced bait walking around. Mm-hmm. It was a good time. I'll bet it was a good time. I'll bet. Um, and I did end up bartending at Margarita Phil's twice a week. Margarita so I actually Phil's. had money. The fact that it's Margarita Phil's. Margarita Phil's right out of The Simpsons, right? Margarita Phil's. <laughs> it's totally just a... And I love did, it. did Jimmy Buffett ever get him with a lawsuit or anything? <laughs> no, no, no. No. Because it was enough of a parody. Yeah, it was right. enough of a Enough thing. of a parody. <laughs> it was enough, enough of a thing. Of a he didn't parody the logo. We're looking, I can tell you all about this now. Or would that be a parrot headedy? <laughs> Oh, we got that wrong, by the way, in our podcast way back in the day. We were calling them fish heads the whole time. Parrot heads. It's parrot Did heads, we call yeah. them fish heads? I think we called them fish heads. No way. I think someone sent us a correction about Maybe that. Maybe we did. If we did, yeah. our apologies. Fish heads is that crazy song by the, who are they called? The Oh, fish heads, fish heads, roly poly fish heads. Right. That's yeah. a really funny song. It is a good one. Um, by the way, uh, Operation Obelisk. Yes. Totally successful. <gasps> I mean, it was not the end of the month yet, but we're definitely going to be doubling... At least doubling our our listenership. Well done, scoops. Um, already, we already have 
more than twice the listeners we had. So thank you, Scoops. Thank you, Scoops. Thank you, Scoops. And welcome new double Scoops. Yeah. Please continue. Go for the triple scoop trifecta. <laughs> Invite yet a scoop. yet another person to listen to the ice cream social. Yeah, I, we love it. Honestly, it's great. And uh, with that, uh, when we get into some scoop mail, yeah. Oh wait, you can't just spring it. On <laughs> you. Right. I tried to foreshadow by saying scoop stuff, but uh, <clears throat> I believe let's try, to, let's try to get in some message for you, son. Scoop mail. Here we go. Scoop mail. Scoop mail. Scoop um, mail. Let's see. Uh, we actually did not get a ton of scoop mail from, from, from the week. We got a lot of scoop tweets. But we did get one mail here. This is from our good friend Sacto Monkey. He likes to send things in. He said he's uh, looking under his seat of his car and he uh, scratched together twenty four ninety five and a few stale french fries. Uh, and he would like his custom show. <laughs> Twenty four ninety five. Yeah, he's low balling our thousand dollar offer. <laughs> he's low, low balling. Yeah, it. he wants a show on bronies, the pros and cons. <laughs> uh, I, I there are no cons to bronies. I'm sorry. There's seriously, there's no cons to bronies. Classic. Do you know um, what bronies are? Bronies are My Little Pony people, right? Male fans of My Little Pony. Male fans of My Little Pony. Bronies. And it's not sexual. No, but I think it can probably get you laid it in sound, certain circles. It sounds sexual to me. I think it can get you laid in certain circles, but it's not sexual. In a creepy way, though. It sounds like a creepy sexual thing to it's, me. I, no. There's I a really, be offended. There's a great documentary on Netflix about brony culture. I'll never watch it. Okay. I will never watch that show. Just write me in and correct me. I'm fine I'm, with being correct. I'm all for it because I understand getting all super hype about something you love and throwing yourself 100% into it and being all fanboy. So I, I myself can't get into the new My Little Pony show. I've tried. Yeah. Not my cup of tea. Sacto uh, wants also to, us to talk about uh, classic American gladiators and the proper use of steroids. Classic American gladiators, dude. I would, I would love to. We should do a secondary podcast all about that show. Oh man, I mean, did I, you watch that show? The amount like, of religiously? Oh yeah, big right? time, big time. Did you, you too, Jacob? Right? Was I mean, was there anything cooler than the thought of one day running through the obstacle course, getting tennis balls shot at you? Oh my or, gosh! Or, or better yet, manning that tennis ball cannon and just the giant Q-tips, just battling oh. giant dudes with giant Q-tips. What they call them, the cudgel stick? Oh, I forget. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. Everyone referred to them as Q-tips. I have no idea. Yeah, what they they're look like a called. Q-tip. Yeah, I have no idea what they're actually called. They um, called they called the event the. There's joust. no way that those toilets flushed. They just must have been so junked up with steroid needles in that dressing room. Mm-hmm. It just must have been just you couldn't you probably couldn't walk around barefoot no. in, the, in the locker room. No. Well, uh, the, like like a couple episodes, they had to like edit because they had needles in their arms still. <laughs> They're like, laser, ice. Hold on, guys. Guys, get those needles out. Take those needles out. Laser, laser, you got a needle in your leg. On, now, laser. steroids do not shrink your balls, but what? they do asphyxiate them. They choke <gasps> your balls. That's what it is? Yeah, they choke your balls. And so American Gladiator testicles must have been like pine cones. Now, here's a thought. If that's dry, true. Dry, dry pine cones. Is there a possible treatment? You know, if you, you know get suffer from sleep apnea right they have those machines that can force air down your airway <laughs> you wanna... could you stick one of those on your cock for the evening a testicle sleep mask <laughs> well you, you could <laughs> well would it do any good i mean would there be a way to get Look, oxygen who's into the, judge the balls? Like, oh man doc thank you so much my balls feel so round and smooth again yeah it'd be it'd be up to each individual 
as to whether the treatment's effective, I guess. But I mean, well, I, I Michael Jackson t- slept in a whole oxygen tube tank, so. I left it on too long. I basically have one of those like clown punching bags for a nutsack. <laughs> then where you punch and then it gets right back up. A giant weeble wobble a ball giant sack. Weeble wobble. Oh man, I left my sleep testicle mask on for too long. Uh, hey dude, some guys like it. <laughs> Is there any chance there'll be an alien invasion by the time Sarah Palin dies? Parentheses, I hope so. I don't know if I get that joke. Uh, do you get that joke? I know she thought that maybe that God took the Malaysian plane. I guess I that's don't what. Know. No, she thought aliens took the Malaysian. Oh, did you think aliens? That's what I think. I thought she said God, but maybe it was aliens. She thought God. Who knows? Okay. Well, uh, the answer is I, I hope not. I hope Sarah Palin dies tomorrow. So, um, <laughs> finally, uh, rapping but singing the entire catalog of ABBA in the voice of Alf. That's like a huge challenge. The whole catalog? The whole catalog. I can't do the whole catalog. No. You want to kill the tunes for a second? You want to give them a little taste? You want to give them a little I'll taste? Give you a little, little taste. Yeah, see if you can... Yeah, we're going to give you a little taste after money. See if you can scrap up more than twenty four ninety five. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> if you change your mind, <laughs> I'm the first in line. <laughs> Honey, I'm still free. <laughs> Willie, take a chance on me. <laughs> if you got a cat to eat, then I'll stick around. If you don't, ha! All right, that's it. That's as far as I'm going. <laughs> I like that. I like that's a good taste. That's a good taste. Um, we had Stephen Sykes on Twitter uh, ask if, uh, if you could either be celibate for the rest of your life or be vegan and clean shaven for the rest of your life. Which would you pick? Clean shaven and vegan. Yeah. Done. The only reason why I eat meat and have a beard is to get laid. A guy my size without a beard and without a heart, without without a, like like if you're a big dude and you and you're a vegan, people would just look at you like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, you're one of those guys that goes, Oreos are vegan. <laughs> <laughs> they are. <laughs> I get you. I get you. Oreos are vegan. Yeah. <laughs> and our uh, oh, and you eat seafood too. Okay, good. Good on you. <laughs> and then our. Uh, our breath smell like chocolate cookies and fish. <laughs> and I've gotten clean shaven for, 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 for things before, so I'm not afraid of it. I just you I know. just did it in January yeah. for a gig. I'll shave if I if, if if there's money involved. If there's a Fred Flintstone casting, <laughs> I'm, I'm Done. shaving tomorrow. I'm shaving um, tomorrow. Now, Jacob, our audience, you you're you you have a goatee. You have I've a got goatee. A, I got a little, little beard. Oh, you, you have side beard. beard. You got yeah. the side beard. You got side yeah. beard. You got side beard. Um, what do you what do you say? Would you rather go clean shaven and vegan, or would you never get laid ever again? I I really like meat. <laughs> I, I, I gotta tell you, but uh, but yeah, I, I think I gotta go. I, I think I gotta go uh, clean shaven and vegan. We all want to have sex, so like it's tough. It's a tough call. Isn't that have... interesting that that trumps what we want to eat? <laughs> no, to my mind, I, I no. didn't say that. Oh, it doesn't I mean, trump it want, for you. I still want to eat it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, if it really comes down to the wire. Yeah, I think because I don't feel, I don't feel, my self-esteem doesn't go up when I finish a meal. <laughs> no. I don't walk a little extra pep in my step mine, after I. Mine goes way down <laughs> yeah, most of the fact, time. Yeah. yeah, most times like. Actually, oh. after both, my self-esteem goes way, way down, I <laughs> oh, guess. Oh, no, come on. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no, no. But. Now, and then we had our friend, uh, our Danish vixen listener, uh, DanishVixenScoop.com. Uh, Cena shouted out Stephen for, for giving us that question. Said, "Why don't you ask something positive instead of negative?" Which nice. I thought was some good Twitter police happening. Right, pro positive scoops out there. 
And Cena says, like, would you rather hit every green light or always get an extra order of fries? Now, this cuts deep because she's clearly came up with the second part of that question that was clearly catered to you and I. Right. Uh, I can say with, without equivocation, green light. As time goes on, I am less enamored of fries and I'm more particular about the kind of fries that I enjoy. <laughs> I require a really good steak fry to get my true fry fix on. What is your perfect fry? A steak fry? A really From where? Nice like, is there a location that serves it yes. correctly? Yes. As a matter of fact, Fat Burger, the fat fries. Fat those fries fat and fat fry burger. steak fries. They're, they're rarely overcooked. I'm a fan of the greasy floppy fry. Okay. Right? You so don't like that much not, crunch. Don't care about crispy. Don't care about crunch. I mean, there's a, there's a line. Of course, you don't want completely just like bleh, nasty right. gunk. But... I'll, I'll go closer to poutine than I will straight up French fry. <laughs> you go for, for a Russian dictator before you want a fry? Yeah, and I'll tell you what. Yeah, Vladimir Poutine. <laughs> Vladimir Poutine. There, <laughs> there is a... Uh, I, McDonald's fries are falling off in this town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, they, isn't that just this town? Like, I mean, other I places I go and I have them, I'm like, oh, yeah, once, like, once every tenth... Fun- this shows you how many times I go to McDonald's. Like I stopped going to McDonald's. Anyway. <laughs> I was say, I don't but right, that once often. every tenth time, you're like, yeah. "Oh yeah, McDonald's fries are the greatest thing invented by man." Right. But then most of the time, you're like, "Ah, oh, I let these sit for two minutes." As My a, bad. As an East Coaster, <laughs> that's the way it is for In and Out. Like when you're on the East Coast, I In-N-Out, feel exactly the same way about In and Out. In and Out is legendary. And then if you live here and you have and you're back on the West Coast where In and Outs are, if you have them. Like twice in a month. The second time you're like, oh, like you had no idea. But the first time you've been in and out after you haven't had it for like a year, it's like, oh my gosh, this is so different. The quality, um, and they're just a bunch of Bible thumpers anyway. So my enthusiasm is yeah. waning on that anyway. Yeah, you get to John three sixteen on the bottom. Yeah, of my, yeah. So I never go solo. My, my wife won't won't draw the religious line in the sand on, on the in and out. <laughs> she loves the in and out. Huh? She loves the in and out. But I uh, I won't go there solo. I still haven't gotten my wife. To go to In and Out yet? We have she has never experienced an In and Out burger. Oh, okay. She dabbles in vegetarian stuff back and forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, she still eats meat, but she'll she'll flip and flop. So, yeah, yeah. She's not she's not not at all the fast food connoisseur that I am. Oh man, we're about to go down a fucking fatty rabbit hole right here. But uh, you know, the I, thing can't about- I can't fit. I can't fit. The hole is plugged. Move along. Oh bother! I'm stuck in a fatty rabbit hole. Piglet, would you mind pushing my posterior really hard? That's, Christ- a, pretty, that's a pretty good Winnie the Pooh. Christopher Robin, I've I've just sucked a whole milkshake down in two minutes. I'm I've got a real problem. Help me! Stop laughing, Rabbit. Fuck you, Owl. You're you're the one that runs the delivery service. You bring me my addiction. You're as culpable as I. But the the In and Out has that secret menu, and I think that's everything. Because the menu looks like it has nothing on it, but then you have these like little gems that you can do it. And now we all have smartphones; like everyone knows the secret menu. So I'm not as up on it. I'm, I know a little bit about it. Okay. But a, a lot of the secret menu involves just like more lettuce, which I'm like, Ugh. yeah, yeah. If you want to do protein <laughs> style, no bun, you get the you get the, the lettuce. Uh, animal style, they throw in all this kind of fried onions and and goopy business on the top of that. Right. And then uh, four by four, you get extra patties mm-hmm. and all that. And, and and people order a hundred by a hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's just you know because they hate hundred slices of cheese, hundred slices of patty. Yeah, and then they just then they go off in the desert and die, never to be found again. <laughs> but then I get mad because McDonald's has supposedly the secret menu, 
McDonald's does. Yeah, there's a big article that came. Not a big article. Usually, it was all over the place. Everyone just shouting to the, the is rafters. The, is the chicken McBang Bang on there? The the McGang Bang is on there. It is McGang Bang. Can you uh, order? Can you actually say that to a person? You can, right? And that's 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 why I clicked on the article. That's the only reason why I clicked on this because I had heard the legend of the McGang Bang, but I was like. I feel like if I went and saw like you know some teen girl working at McDonald's, right, I was like, like, "Give me a McGangbang." <laughs> she might just be call like, the cops. Presses a button, yeah. Yeah. and the whole place like shutters down. Like when SWAT I would get, team arrives, you are beaten to the ground. It's like the 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 mace. What mace would taste like as it crossed Mick my mace. as mm. it as it McMace my face? <laughs> I would I. Oh, really, McBurns? What, <laughs> what is this? I would be in trouble there. What, what is a McGangbang? Okay, so, so uh, go ahead. Uh, oh, well, let me find the article. Go ahead. You, all you right, well, so the McGangbang, I, there's a couple different iterations, but from what I understand, it's uh, either a Big Mac or a Quarter Pounder, and instead of just the Quarter Pounder patty, a fried chicken patty is also put onto the sandwich. Yes. And so it's, it's a chicken-beef combo sandwich. Essentially, yeah, and it's gigantic, and it's yeah, it's because it's you know it's two full, giant sandwich patties, yeah, sandwich meat it's, patties on a on a single bun. And now there's there's the McGangbang, there's the land sea, land sea and air burger. <laughs> so beef that would then chicken, include a beef chicken fillet of fish, fillet of fish on yeah, it, okay. tucked in a bun. The McGangbang is that yeah referred to uh, as a uh, also referred to as a McBitchin. <laughs> um, <laughs> And can be called a McDouble team, but it's a chicken patty uh, stuffed with two patties. That's the gangbang part. Is two patties are ganging up on a chicken. So it's two beef patties yeah. surrounding the chicken patty. Yes, exactly. Got exactly. it. That's why it's the gangbang. Poor man's Big Mac. Oh, poor man's Big Mac. What's that? That's uh, that's uh, a cheeseburger with sauce on it. You just get a McDouble with special sauce, yeah, because ah. the two patties combine to make the same size patty. Ah. So. you're into this. You're into this. Um, a Big McChicken, and it's basically like a KFC double down. Uh, but with a cheeseburger in the middle. So no bread, just chicken, burger. <laughs> Holy shit! That sounds fucking amazing. Yeah. Oh but my god, that's a that's a weekend though, right? Like once you eat that, that that's your weekend. I can't imagine <laughs> not living on a toilet after eating. No, I mean, that's it. I can't imagine. Like I'll be like, I had a, <laughs> I had my Big McChicken, and if anyone needs me. My address is this toilet. Well, I'll just say, for whatever reason, whatever compelled me last night after the show, I decided to have some Taco Bell. Ooh. And oh yes, terrible error of judgment. And yeah, I do not- like. I had a burrito, and it not good. Things have not been right. <laughs> well, let me just say we are we are totally in a fatty rabbit hole right now. But <laughs> let, let me just say that uh, the the my 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 problem with the <laughs> secret menu of McDonald's. Is that you make these things yourselves? You can order them. <coughs> oh yeah, you have to put it all together. You assemble, it. yeah. So the in and out, they assemble it for you. They give you the secret item. It's like Legos. Yeah, for yeah. fatties. Yeah, it's basically it's, it's a fatty project. <laughs> and I agree. Like, there's so many times when I finish a Lego where I wish I could eat that project. <laughs> um, Combine some Marvel. And I sets barely. With I some... get halfway through that fire engine and be like, I'm full. <laughs> so go ahead. You went to McDonald's. No, you went to Taco Bell. Oh, that was it. That's it. it. Yeah, it was yeah. Disaster. I fucking hate this Taco morning. Bell. Was a disaster. This is just an unmitigated. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, not not good. Like I do, fast I food too. spice. You know what I mean? Like like good Mexican food has a little kick to it, right? And like the, the family recipes of spices and stuff. So like mm-hmm. a little heat, but like yeah, fast but, food, like homogenized. But you squirt out that hot sauce. Yeah, homogenized and you're just heat. Like, Man, this food is heat not is a bad idea. It's not right. 
It's not good. Your intestines are like, what the fuck do you want me to do with this? Yeah, really. Yeah. Yeah. No yeah. good. No good. Uh, last bit of scoop news where we moved on to Jock versus Nerd is um, I was roped into by our friends Darren and Rich to playing a fantasy baseball league, right? So I'm a big fantasy football player. Everyone knows I call it Dungeons and Dragons for cool people. Right. I'm a big, big backer of... of of fake owning fake players. So this is and achieving points. A new outing for you. And this is starting now because baseball season is just around the corner. Is that right? Right. So baseball season has already started and I was roped into it because I'd never played fantasy baseball. And the reason why is because I like football because it happens on two days at the end of the week. And so, and there's less vari- variables. Yeah. Less variables. And it's a short season. So you just kind of get to really concentrate and do it. Baseball 16 season. 16 weeks, is right? 16 weeks for football. Good job, Paul. And baseball is 162 games. That takes place over, I believe, a year and a half. Um, <laughs> is that the season? A year and a half long season? <laughs> it's basically, it's like that. Um, no, no, no. I mean, the boys of about, last summer? It's, about, <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Olympics. The, the World Series comes around every four years because they play the whole time leading up to Why it. don't they? Make it worth something. Make it meaningful. <laughs> the Quad World Series. So I, uh, and so I know some three weeks go by and we, we launched the podcast. And I'm doing things like being a dad and, and other things that are, that are a lot of brand new things happening for me this spring. And I, I don't even address my roster for uh, the whole time. But you've made one. Yeah, because they I paid and they auto-drafted a team for me. And it turns out your auto-draft. Uh, I'm still near the bottom of the league. I'm, oh, okay. I'm terrible. That's I'm terrible. terrible. So I put out a shout out to the Scoops on Twitter. And I said, does anyone want to run my fantasy baseball team? Oh, look at you. And so... Lo and behold, I want to say his name correctly. We have Ben Brumphy, who's a scoop out there. A big shout out to Ben. What up? Uh, he's out on, on Twitter. Got in touch with me. Loves uh, fantasy baseball, and I made him corner of my team. And he is a ferocious fantasy baseball player. Loves it. He's already in two leagues, so he's winning those. He really wants to take over our league, and so I'm very excited. We're going to be checking in with Ben uh, throughout the baseball season to see how my fantasy baseball team is doing. Now, are you going to go ahead and uh, name your team the Scoops? Oh, that's good. You know what? At this point, I am just a, you know, I am Donald Sterling. I'm removed from the league <laughs> for, for making racist comments. They should be the my, Scoops. Yeah. I, I think it should be so. so ben, if you're listening. <laughs> if you have that option to change them into the Scoops. Yeah. Because how, how cool would, it, would I a give baseball f- uniform be with a big ice cream cone on the back? <laughs> on the, or even on the lapel? Yeah. So, Ben, let us know. If you want to name your team the Scoops, we're into it. And then we'll, we'll try to supply graphic support for you. To, Can for you go in and league. rename the players? Or do you have to be no, actual no, no, names players? No, the players have to be actual names. Okay, players. so then what we have to do is as, the, <laughs> as he drafts the players, we have to come up with ice cream nicknames for every player. Oh, I like that. I like that. <laughs> Except I imagine over 162 games, you have so many players. So we got, like, Ken Drippy Jr.? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you're a little slow on that one but that's Don right. Don Matt and Mattingly's Ice Cream Social <laughs> Get rid of those sideburns <laughs> Oh man uh, I've, Man I'm trying to come up with baseball puns I'm try- I know baseball players Throw names, me the names I, with- I was going to say So uh, uh, um, let's do uh, Alex Rodriguez Alex he's also, he's also known as A-Rod Yeah um, We'd be uh <laughs> Um, Baskins and A Rod <laughs> Bins. Yeah, Baskins, Baskins and A Rod Bins. Bins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
man, I'm blanking on like um, who's that really good pitcher for? Oh, uh, Clayton Kershaw. Clayton Kershaw. Um, Clayton Rocky Road Kershaw. <laughs> That's good. Uh, CC Sabathia. Uh, CC Sherbert Sabathia. <laughs> oh, I just like even limiting CC because he's he, he's kind of a tubby pitcher, and uh, I think and he also lost a little weight, but then he also got terrible for the Yankees. And so Sherbert Sabathia is a really good name for him. I like that. I like that. Sorbet. Right. Sorry. Mashahiro Tanaka. Oh, yeah. Can you remember uh, that one? Marshmallow Swirl Tanaka. <laughs> uh, Tanaka, doesn't that mean uh, luck goes to your junk, <laughs> Tanaka? It, that means, mean? it means you have to wear a night guard on your crotch. <laughs> a night, night, night air. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Leave night air to testicles. <laughs> Leave night air to testicles. <laughs> it's the machine on my testicles putting air back in them. <laughs> Ron Popeil here with the ball breather. <laughs> Down for steroids? Sure you are. You want to increase your performance, but you don't like the appearance of your shrunken, choking cock? Well, stick this on it. <laughs> Set it and... Forget it. That's right. (laughs) We have testimony from a man whose balls were choking to death. This is Barry Sweitkins. Hi. uh, My wife and I were on a camping trip when we we were canoeing when I first... We took the kids. This was their first trip out to the lake. But the kids weren't in the canoe, honey, so I wasn't going to include them in the story. I was just talking about, you know, the kids were... They were with us. They They were about... Our camping location. The wife and I were going to okay, canoe. Okay. You tell somewhere. the story. Well, anyways, my testicles were just choking. We took the caravan. This yeah. is, you know, it's in one of those RV parks. Honey, so we could park the whole. Everyone already does not family. care how we got camping. Okay, honey. I'm just, just letting everyone. Know. I'm just painting a picture for them. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, anyways, it's your story, hon. It was, honey. It was. Uh, my testicles felt like my soul when my wife is around me, just completely choked out. When we camp. We also bring a portable grill. It rides on the back of the RV. Everyone brings a portable grill when they go camping. Well, now, some people use a campfire. We have a gas grill. All right, and... uh, (laughs) No, tell your story, honey. Tell your story. How do I get out of this bit? How do I get out of this bit? (laughs) (laughs) We have hit our first bit (laughs) cul-de-sac. Sorry, sorry. I didn't know it. you. You were the narrator, so I couldn't cut back, and then I was trying to. Go I was gonna to jump out. To... I was gonna jump out as Ron Popeil and just be like, "That's the end of the story." But, okay, but that's we were there. We were close. We were close. <laughs> I was just looking at time, and I knew we had to get the no, jock versus nerd, but it was fine. You pulled it, uh, scoops. If you want to hear the end of this amazing, amazing <laughs> sketch for one thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so, so as close as we came was twenty four bucks for the thousand dollar request. Of the thousand dollar request, we hit a twenty four ninety five value so far. So we're in a little bit of trouble in our fundraising efforts. Maybe we could just divide it up and look at it minute wise. What it would be? <laughs> uh, let's see. It's a thousand dollars an hour. Yeah. So, so it's like a hundred bucks a minute. It's a hundred bucks for six minutes. Okay. Uh, so he get like two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> we'll cut you a two-minute bit. In 90 seconds. Yeah, we'll, cut a, we'll take your twenty four ninety five. We'll give you a 90-second podcast. Oh, we can't do that. Then people are going to be sending us quarters and be like, you've got to do a four-second bit. 
I'm I'm fine with all of this. No. <laughs> I would love to do it. If the quarter's clear, I would love to do it. As long as it always matches up to $1,000 for an hour. You know what? That's pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. Let's make that I'm the fucking, sh- I'm in. We I'm got in. Some, someone who does the math, the scoops. We'll start with Sector. Sector, if you want your 90 second podcast for 24.95, let us know. We wouldn't even get to the intro. Nope. <laughs> just hit, like halfway through our intro, it'd just be done. Sitting across from me, and then we just out. <laughs> A very just... special episode. <laughs> now, we'll, you know, we won't even go to the intro. We'll just re-record that last sketch. <laughs> we'll do the ending of that last sketch where the wife reveals that uh, you know that whatever is going on. She has a sleeping bag. A she special sleeping bag. Special it's in her sleeping favorite bag color. That she brings <laughs> her favorite color. <laughs> All right. Let's get a Jack versus Nerd. Woo-hoo. Versus explosion, <laughs> kaboom! Um, you have anything you want me to go first? I'll go first. Go for it. All right. So this goes back to my all-time favorite video game programmer and uh, legend, John Carmack. Oh, the Oculus Rift guy. Precisely. That is his new project. Oh my God! Who <laughs> the hell? Cash, <laughs> but of course, uh, he is known for many other video games in the past. Should we just reserve this spot for you just to read his blog Talk about or John something? Carmack stuff? Yeah, <laughs> the John Carmack Hour with 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 Paul Mattingly. Uh, for no. twenty four ninety five, you can have ninety seconds of a John Carmack. John Carmack might actually be able to throw me twenty bucks. He, yeah, <laughs> yeah um, just to hear you talk about it, right? Just to hear it all. John the time. Carmack, if you're listening, <laughs> well, he is. Um, <laughs> if he wasn't before. Um, so there's a, a classic game that he's known for that is getting a new redo just today when we're recording, technically, uh, this week. A, a classic game of his is being re-released, a new game. He has not done any work on it himself. Uh, I don't even think id is working on it. It's a whole different, uh, I think it's Ravensoft making this this one. But Okay. Uh, what game? Okay, that, my guess. Yes. Is that it's a first-person shooter game? You are correct because in you that said guess. old, and that's, that was his big thing. He figured Precisely the first-person shooter. Precisely right. Well done. See, kids, I listen He's and I learn and learning. on the ice cream social. This is pretty great, guys. Okay. I'm pretty thrilled. Uh, my guess is the Pee Wee Herman Porn Theater first-person shooter game. <laughs> <laughs> I know that no one else thinks that's funny, but Paul, I just knew that I would get Paul on that one. This is a, just a, a peewee skeet simulator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look out, Cherry! Oh, today's magic word is a little too late. Skeet, skeet, skeet. You have covered the king of cartoons in jizz. <laughs> what have you done? And now the cut. Oh, stop it! <laughs> Cowboy Curtis, get a mouthful. Ah! Look, man, I don't need this shit. <laughs> make it like a high, make it, Oh, God. <laughs> close. Doors closed. I think um, we almost avoided the explicit rating this week, guys. <laughs> oh, Good job. That's true. Good point. Almost. I almost. dropped an F-bomb earlier. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> Listen, if, if not getting explicit rating means we can't talk about Pee Wee Herman jizzing on his own show, then I don't want it. P.S. Yeah. Paul Rubens, absolutely one of my all-time oh, heroes. Oh, genius. Guys, super funny. Love him. Great guy. Love him. And uh, that joke is cheap and old and dated. Really? So, yeah. Is it? So, uh, so like on the on the ladder, Paul Rubens is on. I'm not even allowed to look at that ladder. That's right. That's right. So I'm not even ahead. allowed in that Home Depot. Do you have a? 
<laughs> uh, my guess is the James Bond uh, first-person shooter game. Wrong. Okay. Remember, there were two big things that he did. Well, three, kind of. No, I don't. Okay, it's Wolfenstein. It's a new remake of Wolfenstein. Oh, so okay, okay. Wolfenstein 3D was, in fact, itself a remake of an old game, you know, that was a, uh, a uh, text adventure almost kind of thing. Right. And they turned it into a three-dimensional version, which was, was the origination of the first-person shooter technology by him. And there you go. Very cool. And so there's a new version of Wolfenstein that's come out. Carmack doesn't have any direct uh, work on it, I don't think, but uh, it's still, of course, still the... Uh, Spiritual okay. successor successor to that original thing. It shows you how much yeah. grip that property still has. Um, <clears throat> and my understanding is a cool little Easter egg in there is a version of the original Wolfenstein. So you can actually play the old school game. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah. I like that. That's mm-hmm. a cool Easter egg. I like with, with I think, school. like, because you know how, like, the, the gun, you have the gun sticking out from your view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So in this one, like, it's the new graphics of the new guy's gun hand. So it looks like a fancy real-world photorealistic gun hand yeah. and everything else is old school graphics so it's like you're walking around oh, in, a, in a cartoon like a almost. time machine like, hand yeah, yeah pretty wild mm-hmm. that's great mm-hmm. are, you, are you gonna buy this game i might i might i gotta look to the reviews right now it's sitting around an 80 which okay. is not bad right for a generic first person shooter and the, the the word i've heard so far is it's very well written and uh, the storyline is pretty compelling on top of the competent shooting what is your first person what is your favorite first person shooter game Doom. Doom. Doom 2. Everyone likes Doom, right? Yeah, or Quake. Mm-hmm. Doom, you can play that on the desktop, right? Yeah, now you can put it in a tiny little browser window. Yeah, it's just yeah, yeah. It's all over the place. I remember in college, we played, played, I played a little Doom. We used to do LAN parties with that shit on my nerd floor. A what? LAN parties. You had What's to connect, a LAN? You connect all the uh, computers by <clears throat> actual cables. Oh. So, yeah. Oh, oh, that's pretty... That sounds like a good party. Dude, back in, <laughs> back in 96... What was this 94 95 this was cutting edge we were all linked up that is actually pretty badass to link up so you can actually yeah play we had we had cables groups. running through the hallways and we're all playing fighting each other in death matches that's why that game became so popular was the death match feature oh nice oh that's right i do remember that okay jocktown man i've talked about video games a lot this this episode yeah yep <laughs> <laughs> but don't worry we <laughs> We we really took it up a notch. We talked about McDonald's and Taco Bell. Right, right. <laughs> so scoops out there. Thanks for your patience for indulging my uh, my very nerdy tendencies. Um, well, this is Jock vs. Nerd. This is the time to indulge. Your this nerd is the tendencies. time, but yes. not the rest of the show when I was talking about it. But go ahead. I agree. I agree. Um, <laughs> uh, a recent uh, new league called the XMT held a big tournament uh, last weekend. It's a brand new league. What is being played in the XMT? What does the XMT stand for? Is it a motocross league? No. Good guess. XMT. What do you think X, M, and T stand for? Are these initials for full words each? Yep. Okay. X would be... Uh, except, you know, but X. I mean, X is not really X. Oh, it's not. You know, like... Not Xenomorph? No, it's not Xenomorph. No. Okay. <laughs> Finish it out. What was the league then? Xenomorph MT. MT? Yeah. Xenomorph Mutant Triathlon. <laughs> now that we don't watch. Right. We know we'd watch. So that. it's all it's all people dressed up like the alien from Aliens. Yeah. Doing a triathlon. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's better than that zombie run. <laughs> Kick that zombie run right in the balls. Versus. So give me another I want <clears throat> I want I want two more guesses on XMT. MT? Yeah, XMT. Mountain. Terrain? 
It's still, it's still, what was the X sound for in that one? Oh, X. <laughs> xylophone. Xylophone. Mountain terrain. Yeah. No. Come on, All one right. more. Give me one more XMT. Um, X-ray mucus uh, totaling. <laughs> yep, yep. They, they, it's they, a competition. They, they, they try and count up as much mucus in an X-ray. <laughs> Whoever has the most mucus via X-ray. Um, no, it is the extreme... Oh, see, it threw me. If I they know. had just an E, I'd be there. I'd I know. know it, it, I know. Extreme I know. is spelled with an E, Matt. I know, but, but well, you, <laughs> I know. They, I don't know if they know, but I know. I know. That <laughs> I know that. I don't know. All right. Extreme memory tournament. Ooh. Yeah. Is this the card look. game memory? No, it is literally. Uh, scientists are, are, are really trying to put more uh, research into... A memory and whether it's something you can like enhance or flex because the research up to this point is, is pretty spotty. Right. And so uh, they are giving cognitive tests where people who tout their memory skills uh, go up against each other. They, t- they, they, they choose the 16 best memory people and mm-hmm. set them up against each other and the winner gets 20 grand. Cool. I've seen little bits of this before. It's just being organized into a more formal tournament. Exactly, now. exactly. Yeah. So there's memory athletes from all over the world in a World Cup elimination. I've style seen, format. I've seen a memory competition before. Yeah, I mean, uh, one of the tournament sponsors is a Dart Neuroscience. This article is from the New York Times, by the way. Uh, working to develop a, a drugs to improve cognition, um, but uh, Washington University in St. Louis uh, sent a research team at the Battery of Cognitive Tests to determine what, if anything, sets memory athletes apart. Because previous research was sparse and inconclusive. Um, but some people are arguing that it doesn't actually test memory. It tests people who know memory tricks. Are you familiar with Memory Palace? Yes. That's the mind palace that yeah, the the mind new palace. Sherlock uses to, to store all of his info. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you, mm-hmm. you create like a type of a, 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 a domicile in your brain. And you put, physically put, play, put things you need to remember in different places. Which makes total sense. Yeah, it's now, it's what we do with space work in our in our scenes. Yeah, when we're creating imaginary objects, it makes our scene feel more real and connected for us. And more importantly, like say we're doing a long show, right? Mm-hmm. And say it's just you and I, right? If I want to do a callback to a different scene now, and we've played every character, mm-hmm. right? And I want you to go back to that character, I will usually physically move you to that place on the stage, right? And as soon as I get you past to to that place on the stage where we put that particular scene you usually snap right into the character that you were playing and so mm-hmm. do I. And the audience goes like, wow, how do they do that? And so it's because we... we because we have a living memory palace. We have a living memory palace that we throw away immediately when it's done. <laughs> um, now, the, the, do, do you use memory tricks? Are you a, a name memorizer? Man, I'm so bad with names, but I do use memory tricks to get to get names. I once I if I because I, I I get new students all the time right that's what I was gonna say is students right it's we'll really really tough and so I try on the if they've only come once or twice I doubt I know their name yeah but after the third or fourth time I try and make an effort and I use some kind of weird uh, connection yeah like if if their name is Jake I'll be like. Okay, Jake, Jake, Jake and the fat man, Jake and the fat man. So every time I see him, I'm like, Jake and the fat man. And then I'd be like, like even if they're not a fat person, I'll just be like, all right, uh, whatever. You know, just My memory that, trick is... What do you do? It's one thing. And I when I used to teach in New York, when I was teaching the New York Film Academy, and the people in Broad Theater at the same time and coaching groups, I would regularly be working with like 80 people a month. 
you know. Oh. And uh, that, but actually having all that practice made me very good at it. I'll bet. In Vegas, I'm not. I don't teach as often. I'm not as good at memorizing names. So, it, so it's because I have to remind that slip, slip a bit. only because I don't remind myself to do the one thing that always works that always happens. What is it? So I'm going to ask you your name, and I'm going to tell you what subtext goes through my brain. And if I do this, I'll never forget your name. Should I come up with a silly name? No, just come up with whatever name you want. Uh, uh, hey, sir, how's it going? Are you, you're in a... Hi, my name is uh, Bob Smith. I literally have to think like this with the tone. Oh, Bob Smith. He looks like a Bob Smith. If I think that in that tone, I remember your name forever. Interesting. <laughs> but if I forget to do it, then it doesn't happen. And wow. so, like, I have to go like, oh, Bob Smith. He looks like a Bob Smith. Would that work for, like, a Dikembe Mutombo? I would, I, I, it, it, he looks like a Dikembe It Mutombo? doesn't fail me when I, when I think wow. to do it. So it's just that little trick, that little That's verbal trick yeah. that buzzes through your brain. So, I don't have a palace. but, uh, but I the, don't either. Yeah. But I but I, 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 I tried a little bit of palacing here and there. <laughs> you dabbled in the palace. You went to one corridor. I've got a memory <laughs> cabin. You've got a, but it's like ten, it's like it's screens, just a room. Yeah, it's all screens, so so every, all of all the info gets out. Everybody can see it anyway. Like, hold on, let me go into my memory cabin. Oh, oh, I left the door open. Oops. So we were in my memory cabin, and my balls were asphyxiated. So what we what we like to do is. We do trail mix, but with extra chocolate chips. <laughs> no, we, that's no, what the kids. We love. weren't even talking about trail mix, honey. We were oh, talking no, about. You, you tell your story. It's your story. Anyways, this, in, is, this is about how your balls became successful again. Yeah, my balls are very unsuccessful at this point in my we memory. Had a, we had a miracle baby. The, I mean, it was not a miracle. I mean, we we know it came. We paid for it. We paid. We well, paid for scientists to put it in your. Okay, you're right. So call now, for your. Testicle kit. <laughs> Testicle breathing kit. Don't let steroids choke out your nuts one more day. <laughs> Get the ball breather by Ronco. Oh, man. I think we're going to wrap it up. We have a great guest coming up for our next episode. We have Graham Fenton, lead singer of A Million Pieces, is going to be here. Very excited to have him in the studio. Uh, he, he also is in Jersey Boys here in town as well. Mm-hmm. That's from Jersey Boys. And um, I want to thank Paul Mattingly. I'll thank Matt Donnelly. You can follow Paul on Twitter at the famous Paul. You can follow Matt at Sweet Matty D. I want to thank the Inspired Theater for having us here in their studio. Mm-hmm. I want to thank uh, Jacob, our audio guy. I want to thank Tony Longworth, our our, our our composer of sorts from the UK. Such great stuff, Tony. Thank you, and thank you, Tony, for continuing to uh, post up more stuff about the podcast as well and sharing. Totally, yeah. Everybody, thank you all for sharing. I appreciate getting more listeners. Go ahead and if you want to give us give us some reviews and some stars on Stitcher or iTunes, we appreciate it. Scoops. If not, just keep subscribing. Keep listening, and we'll keep doing really long, weird infomercial bits for you. (laughs) All right. Thanks a lot, everybody. Thank you, Pendulette. Sometimes we'll get a We'll get a rain fly. Karen! That we... Get back in the RV. Just... I was telling about the rain fly.